This second season of the Grown Up podcast focuses on transformation and how it can allow anyone to achieve specific life and business goals through coaching. Find out how to dig deeper, think bigger, and discover new opportunities that, among other things, can change and improve life by bringing focus, motivation, and energy into your daily routine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your coaching journey, the new season of Grow Now podcast. My name is Raluca, Raluca Gomeja. I'm an international business owner, speaker, coach, and mostly what I do these days is traveling the world to help individuals, entrepreneurs, business owners to grow their life and their business, to have more time and more energy while making more money. In my travel, I get to meet lots of people, business owners, or what I call business owners to be, or simply regular human beings who struggle more or less with the same topics. I get asked plenty of questions, and some of them, after a while, become a topic of an article, an ebook, or a talk. In this season of your coaching journey, I'll get to answer a question that very often is firstly asked when I meet new people. Where is all this energy coming from? Or how come you have so much energy? There is a quick answer to that, as one can tell when someone's work energizes them. And while I have been born with a fair level of energy, most of it is coming from technique and practice, like most things in life and business. As I am a coach, it's not rare to add a question to any of the questions I get asked. Like in this situation, I will ask, imagine you have all the energy you want. What will be different in your life? This is exactly how each episode will go. I will share with you some secrets and I will give a homework and let you with a question to help you reflect and move forward. While I totally enjoy this podcast, know that no books, no courses, no podcasts, name it, no matter how amazing they might be, can replace the work you do with a coach. The journey is not necessarily pleasant nor joyful every day, but it is worth it. So fasten your seatbelts, take out your notebook, disconnect your phone for the next 15 minutes or so, and come with me into your coaching journey. Hello, my dear friends, my dear listeners, and welcome back to your Grow Now podcast. In the special times of COVID, second wave, post-COVID, around the globe, I started noticing a lot of similarities between the people I speak with daily. As you probably know by now, every day I spend my time talking with men and women from five continents, and one of the things I realized in the last one, two, maybe three months now, is how tired, exhausted most of my clients, my friends are. Therefore, today I thought we'll do a special bonus episode, so to focus specifically on this topic of how to deal with the pressure and the stress generated as, or as a result of COVID. To start with, most people during this time seem to feel pressured, stressed, and extremely tired overall. And in addition, most of them, they are surprised by it, and some don't even recognize this as an issue. Well, I did nothing but staying inside. What to be tired about? Does it ring a bell? Well, 
first know there are different types of fatigues. We, we have, of course, physical fatigue as well as mental, emotional, spiritual fatigues. And for those, sleeping is not enough. Why is this difference important? The more we first recognize the way we feel, meaning we feel tired, second, we accept it as normal for us to feel that way in the current context, and finally, understand what type of fatigue we are dealing with, the more we can actually do something efficient about it. This is relevant as in time, the extreme fatigue could have a much heavier impact overall on our body, on our capacity of acting, reacting, deciding, which overall can impact the quality of our life, our physical health, as well as our mental and emotional health. The crisis we are facing right now, we started over six months ago, is probably one of the most important that humanity faced in years. It does come with a sanitary effect, meaning each of us and people we love is or could be affected, and therefore there is a high level of stress, anxiety, fear, linked to potentially all ourselves or someone we care for, have or could get the virus, suffer and eventually die from it. That in itself is enough to generate a huge amount of stress. In addition, most people are directly or indirectly affected by the economic crisis, which means they lose their income or an important part of it. Some lose their businesses, some lose their jobs, some are just worried that providing is not yet the case, they will soon get there. Which may impact not only the quality of life, but even losing their homes and so forth. And to add on it, there is nowhere nowhere people can go. Both crises are here and everywhere, and they are here to stay. Hope that it makes sense now that considering this very special context to be perfectly understandable for most people to be tired, the stress in itself is tiring. It affects anyone on the long run. So if you, your partner, somebody around you feels that, just show a little bit of compassion. Six months, it is a long run, and in addition, chances for this to last even longer are high. So, on one hand, it is about not judging, but acknowledging that it's okay for you and people around you to feel that pressure and tired. It is absolutely normal in current context. Once we do so, I do hear people asking, okay, now, I, I, it's okay. You know, you told me that I, I have not to judge and this is normal. But on a second hand, I mean, all this is not very enjoyable. You know, when we feel tired, when we feel pressure, when we feel stressed, it's really, really not the kind of things that we enjoy feeling. So, how do we move out of it? Like always, we'll go together into the five steps each of you can try on its own, at least for now, before starting to work eventually with a professional if needed. By the way, this method is not a replacement of a coaching therapy or even seeing a doctor that could be needed when facing extreme stress and mental or emotional fatigue. So ready? Let's go. First, it all starts by recognizing that we are not superhuman. 
we are just human, which means accept the fact in itself. Yes, you are tired. Yes, you will move forward. Yes, you can handle this. Yet, for now, acknowledge that you are tired. That's okay. Show some kindness and compassion for yourself. And for all the Superman and Wonder Woman out there, I'm talking to you as well. Not seeing this is not doing any favor, not to yourself, nor to people you care so much about and want to do and be there for them. Second, validate that feeling. Meaning what? No need to judge yourself as weak or to feel guilty that you do feel tired. Nor to ignore it. There is no reason for me to be tired or I have no time to rest or come on, you are not a pussycat, you are a grown-up man, stop complaining, and so forth. So if you recognize any of these phrases, it may be that you are in denial, which means what? The feeling in itself will not go away simply because you don't want to feel it. When was last time you said to yourself, I don't want to feel tired right now, and instantly you felt energized? It does not really work, isn't it? Not only is not working, but it's actually aggravating. Why? Because this is not what usually works. The emotion in general needs to be expressed, to be taken out, to be listened to, to understand the message they are carrying. When we don't, the emotion is becoming higher and higher. So, it's the same with the fatigue in general, because that, in addition, generates a lot of emotions, which overall goes into this emotional fatigue, that feeling of losing control, nothing we can do that work. We may do talk about it in the future, but you see, ignoring it, not validating that feeling, not taking it seriously, will just increase the feeling you may risk to be exhausted or to go into an extreme fatigue and that is much more difficult to deal with so the step number two is validating the way you feel you validate that feeling you hear it you accept it so we could eventually release it your body is giving you an indication about how you feel meaning you feel tired and that message it's important to be listened to now, step number three, it's ask yourself, where is my focus right now? Are you focusing on what is working? Are you focusing on what you can do? Are you focusing on what is in your hands, in your control? Or are you focusing on the contrary, on what is not working, on the number of people dying or affected by this, on the possibility of you or someone dear catching the virus, or losing jobs or businesses and money and so forth. You see, the main part is to keep focus on what is working for each of us. While around us we get so much noise, so much information about what is not working. Nobody actually publishes how many people get or die out of cancer every day. Imagine how scary that will be or make us. And Yet, so many people do, and, and despite so many people losing their life or losing their people out of cancer every single day, we do continue our life without focusing on cancer every day. 
and we can take any other example. The point is this, it is not about how bad it is. Coronavirus is bad, cancer is bad, name it. There are many, many things that are not good in this life. And yet, it's not about how bad it is, it's about the focus we give to it. The more we focus on what is not working, the more we are afraid. The more we are afraid, the more we lose our energy, our drive, our enthusiasm. And the issue is that we get afraid of what may happen. And yet, that will not have any impact on what will happen in the future, except it can actually worsen it. You see, the entire situation can go um, badly indeed, and if we are stressed, we'll be less prepared when actually that situation go bad. Most of the times, because of that high level of stress, we sleep little and we are more tired. And because of that, we are less immune and we catch easily this, the illness. We can fight less, we'll, less with the illness and the energy is not there. And you do see the vicious, vicious circle, isn't it? The focus is the key. Focus on what is working. Focus on what we do have. Focus on the gratitude of the health, wealth, etc. We still have. Even if it's not perfect, we still have it. Focus on your dreams. Focus on what makes you happy. Focus on what is there. Focus on love. Focus on compassion. Focus on generosity and kindness and community. And focus on life in itself. Why not trying to focus on abundance? Fourth, once you change your focus and your energy is changing, it's growing actually, Assess the situation as it is, nor worse, nor better. In the new energy, you may easily see it as it is, as well as you, what you need to do right now. You may need to recharge or you may need to change something in the way you live your life. You may need a plan in terms of revenues or health. The point is that from that balance level, you can see it clearly. You will know what to do. Now in this equilibrium state, in this alignment state, if you remember one of our previous episodes, you have access to all of your logic, intuition, emotions to guide you to where you need to go. What is that you need to do in order to move forward? You see, the problem with humans is that they think they have any. Meaning, when we change perspective and we see that each problem is not one, simply because it usually does have a solution, and for those who don't have a feasible solution right now, it may be more about the focus than the solution. Overall, there will be no point of suffering out of it. Like His Holiness the Dalai Lama says, if there is no solution to the problem, then don't waste time worrying about it. If there is a solution to the problem, then don't waste time worrying about it. And finally, step number five. Now that you know there is something you can do, what is the best to do right now? Knowing it's not enough, we actually need to do it. Knowing it's not enough. In Buddhism, they speak about the four noble truths, and the number four of them is the truth of path. What does it mean? Is that once we understand there is a way to stop the suffering, 
we need to experience, we need to go on that path, on the solution we identified on step number four, in order for us not to longer suffer. What decision you may want to implement? Maybe it's about your routine, maybe it's about a new challenge, or maybe it's about getting prepared. Get yourself in pole position. Maybe it's about investing in your own education or finding some support. Maybe you want to improve skills. Just put things in perspective. If your current thinking model is limiting your life experience, how could you change it? Or if some of your previous experiences it's affecting your future as you have a self-prediction of what could not work based on your past, learn to challenge that. Or if you believe you don't deserve whatsoever you want, learn to believe something that works better for you. If your mindset is not the one of the winner, why not change it? We have approached all of the above in the previous episodes linked to internal blockers, so you can go back and listen to them again when needed. You see, the point of all this comes to we all have a conscious choice we can make. We always have a choice. In coaching, we talk about the five options we always have at any moment in time. We can always first accept a situation, second leave a situation, third change a situation, fourth change the way we see the situation, or fifth do nothing. You see, a lot of time people are telling me, um, you know, you always say we have a choice, but I wish I have a choice, yet I have none. And to this, I always answer this. You always have at least five choices in any given situation. Now, let me take an example to make it a little bit more practical linked to this current crisis. Yes, we do face a global pandemic and economic crisis. It is here. It's factual. Now, what choices do we have right now? Choice number one, accepting it, which in current situation may be something like, yes, there is coronavirus in the world in the same way there is cancer in the world, in the same way there is winter and night and so forth. It is there, so accepting it may be something to do right now. Or for those who don't feel okay with accepting it, there is option number two or choice number two, which is to leave the situation. What would that mean? Well, you could or want to isolate yourself, to go to places where you don't longer think of coronavirus every single day, or simply decide to turn off any forms of news linked to it, or refuse to engage in conversation linked to the crisis, which may work or not, yet each of us have or has this option of leaving the situation and live as we did before. Now, option number three is that we can change the situation. We can try to see what we can do to live with it, what kind of security or rules of new way of living we can implement, like how do I still live and enjoy my life within this new reality. Change the situation in this context may not be about finding a cure or vaccine for the coronavirus, but changing your own situation, the way you decide to live your life to the best in the new context. Option number four is linked to changing the way you see the situation. You see, we can see this crisis as something bad or something like an opportunity 
or even something that only is. Like when it's a raining day and nothing we can do to stop the rain. You know, some people are happy about it, some are devastated by it, and some just take an umbrella. I give this example all the time. It is all a matter of perspective. If the way you see the situation right now is not helping you, you can always change the way you see it. And finally, option number five is to do nothing, which is basically by default what most people will do, because they think they don't have a choice. They do nothing. And by the way, there is a huge difference between accepting a situation and do nothing about the situation. And that is linked to the way that makes us feel. Now, as we reach the end of this episode, here is your homework. You may feel pressure and stress and fatigue. And if this is your case, this homework will help you recharging. Start by finding something for yourself that is really allowing you to recharge, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Maybe you can enjoy a massage or a nice day out or just take some time to watch your favorite movie or eat your favorite ice cream. Whatever is that it's working for you, that is giving you a sense of pure pleasure and joy. Something small yet significant for you. Something that works. And yes, you are entitled to this. You deserve it. Second, whatever is your situation right now, ask yourself, where is your focus? And providing you realize your focus is on scarcity. What is missing? What is not in your control? What is not working? Try to move it to something different. By the way, I'm not talking here about positive thinking, as I'm not a personally big fan of it. I'm talking about a mental focus on what is that you still have. Maybe the simple fact that you are alive and well, and you just listen to this. And finally, what is the best you can do right now? What is something you can still do for yourself, for the others, family, friends, colleagues, what is something you can start implementing and following right away? I know by now, I'm certain actually, you know you already have a few ideas. The point is that as long as we are alive, we could and should take this privilege and gift of life and do something about it, celebrate it somehow. Yes, this is a difficult time. And yes, this is a huge opportunity. And yes, you are alive. And there is so much more to life than just worrying. Just take it one day after the other. You see, one day you may look back and think this was not so bad after all. How many times you've been going to this difficult situation and thinking, oh my goodness, this is such a difficult time. And then one year after you look back and say, hmm, that was not so bad, or that was helping me in this and this, and this is the result of what I have right now. You know, you manage in a very difficult context. Imagine you, maybe you tell your granddaughter or grandson about this crisis and how you went through it. Or maybe imagine we are already one year from now, the crisis is behind us, and we are, you are, in the best situation possible. 
What is that you actually did during this year which led you to where you are right now? And I'd like to leave you with this final thought. In life, most things are impermanent, meaning there is a beginning and there is an end. In a way or another, this situation will change. Some may consider it a good one, some a bad one, and some will just see it as it is without labeling it. Good, bad, or just as it is. The secret is, it will change. The change is happening in a second. What takes time is all the preparation and time we take before we decide to do something about it and to change. How long will you want to stress about it before you decide to do something about it? Till next time, please enjoy. This is your Grow Now podcast. Thank you for listening and for more information on her business coaching, ebooks and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com.